95% of the time he can come and maybe come too fast. He wants to last longer and maybe half the time, or sometimes she might be able to have an orgasm. It's not something she can count on. And for a lot of women, they think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have an orgasm from intercourse. That's just, I just doesn't work for me. And then he's like, okay, well, she's not the kind of person who can have, and then they never try to have it. They never try to do what I call crossing the gasm chasm. They never close the orgasm gap because they just assume that she's not the one who can. And that's completely wrong. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this this is The The Hell Hell Show. Show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello, everybody. As you know, my name is Roger. And I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yeah, yeah, baby. And we're the Head Over Heels Show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll always be the Head Over Heels Show. Yes, absolutely. As my dog is staring at me like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Don't look at him. He's going to come over. <laughs> Make some noise. Do you guys have plans for Valentine's Day yet? Well, it is a week away. Yeah. The Definitely. last stretch. To Valentine's Day. And if you don't have any plans, I know restaurants are at 50% capacity, so they're probably full. Anyways, if you don't have any plans. We have a lot of plans for you. (laughs) Come check out our date box on our website at at, uh, hohshow.com or headoverheelshow.com. And under the shop section, you're going to see a date box, which is. What is the date box about, baby? Tell them. Do tell. Do tell. It's a, what do you call it? A canvas? An art? What do I? Some of our. Art edition. Some of the people bought it. Called it the sex art. <laughs> so well, might as well because you do get to get sexy and naked all over it. So yes. So let me explain. You have a large plastic wrap, Dexter style, that goes all over the floor, and then you put this canvas on top of it. This nice large, I think, is like five by five canvas. You splash either paint all over the canvas or yourselves, and you and your honey get down and dirty on the cart on the canvas. Or you can, yeah, splash the color or paint all over the canvas and just roll around. You know, roll on it. Some people are just laying on it and getting their impressions and stuff, which is quite nice as well. But it's something fun, sexy. And right after you're done, we got these little booties you put on so you can walk to the shower. And I even got this sexy little loofah so you continue the fun in the shower. You do a lot of scrubbings, get, you know, into those cracks That's and it. get all that paint out. You got to wash all those 2,000 parts. <laughs> So speaking of Valentine's Day, we have a special guest. This is the second time she's on the show. Her name is Suzanne Bratton. I can't even explain how 
in detail she gets here. Well, we have to start with this. This is a disclaimer on this episode. We have to <laughs> let you know that if you are listening to this with the children around, I would highly recommend you not because it's she is so amazing. She is very articulate about her lovemaking techniques and she goes into details. I mean, extreme details on how to explain this. So, yeah, I don't know if the children would, you know, it's a good idea for children to be around with And this. if you're not pregnant, you probably will be at the end. <laughs> so, like Nina says, she goes into detail, like in-depth detail about new positions and techniques that will make you want to keep coming for more. Listen, it's, what, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> it's very fitting because it is a Valentine's month. And I think Susan is incredible at teaching people how to make love instead of just having sex. Because um, let's face it, long-term relationships require you making love and not mm-hmm. just having sex. You know what I mean? Um, but So she goes through details with that with us and teaching us how it's done and then how it's done properly. And that's why we wanted her on the show again. Because she's incredible. She is the most beloved intimacy expert to the world today. And millions of people trust and love her advice. Absolutely. And you know what? We thought it was very important. Some of you guys are in long-term relationships. And that department in the bedroom tends to get repetitive. You tend to do the same thing over and over and over again. Probably because you you found out what your your person likes. But... There's way more to it. Yeah, there is way more to it. There's so much more to it. The more I listen to Susan, the more I know nothing about lovemaking. And I'm like, Jesus, I thought we were doing good for the past 25 years. Now we're trying, you know, trying her new techniques. And you know what? There's no better way of trying this than Valentine's Day, Valentine's Month. Even if you don't do these things that often, because a lot of us, after a long marriage, a long relationship, we tend to slow things down in there when there's no need to. You need to up your energy by making love with your partner in every way possible. Mm. And Susan is here is to teach us how to do uh, go through those techniques. And I hope you check out her, um, you know, her website and her Instagrams and all that stuff. We'll have those all in the uh, links in our bio because uh, there's so much more to learn than just the uh, half hour, 45 minutes. We have her on. That's right. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome our gorgeous Susan Bratton to the show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello, hello, my gorgeous friend. Hello again. Yes. <laughs> I am back for more Head Over Heels. And I'm so happy to see you two beautiful lovebirds. I enjoy you so much on Instagram. I'm always enjoying all the content that you put out. So it's great to be here for Valentine's Day. Absolutely. You know, right? Well, the feeling is mutual. I, I hear you got some really good stuff to talk about for Valentine's Day. I do. <laughs> I'm going to make it super sexy. Oh. Well, before that, why don't you start with telling our audience who you are? Sure. Well, I'm Susan Bratton. My title is Intimacy Expert to Millions, with a kiss on the end. And I run two companies. I run a passionate lovemaking techniques publishing company. So I started about 15 years ago publishing lovemaking techniques, orgasm skills, bedroom communication skills, so that people all over the world could learn how to transform having sex into making love. And that, because sex, you know, we can make babies, but sex, to have really good, hot, intimate, heart-connected sex, that takes some knowledge and education. It's not like we're just, no one teaches us that 
I teach us that, but we don't learn those things. We have to want to know them and know that it's possible to learn good sex techniques and become a better lover. So that's one company. And then the other company, and I run both of these with my husband of 30 years. The other company is a company called The 20, and I make libido botanical supplements and blood flow supplements, organic blood flow supplements. I think I've sent you some. Which I've used, and I think they Great. were spectacular. He loves them. Thank by you. Way. Oh, I'd be happy to send you more. If you want some more, just let me know. I can right. resend. Yeah. Put them in little baggies and sell them on the street corners. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's what I do. And essentially what I like to do is I like to teach people little tricks and techniques and bedroom skills that deepen their connection and increase their pleasure. That's who I am and what I do. Very fun. It's a great job if you can get it. (laughs) I really, really love it. And my my favorite part of of that whole thing was the fact that you do it with your husband of 30 years. That's my favorite part. Yes. Yeah, it's been really a joy because he's very good at the tech side of things, all the numbers, and I'm really good at the writing and the creating the content, and we just work really, really well together. So you and said writing, not writing. Both. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have a couple of writing techniques for you for Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, one of them yeah. is called Squatting Tiger, Bouncing Lion. Oh, Oh my God. And I thought it would be perfect for Nina because Nina is in such great shape. I was just telling her before you got here, Roger, how I loved her um, exercise video on Instagram today where she was showing her back workout. Yeah. I love to have a strong back. I think a strong back is so beautiful and a really sexy thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nina is in such good shape that she's going to be able to do this sexy squatting tiger bouncing lion technique and uh, we'll see if she likes it yeah i I can't wait to crouching tiger and hide my dragon (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's so good (laughs) cute i don't know if we're gonna be able to top that one rush this is why i've kept him for 25 years see yeah i wouldn't let him go either (laughs) <laughs> i freaking love this i loved you here last year and i i told roger before i'm like i can't wait to have susan again on the show and this was a perfect opportunity because you know it's valentine's we all want to be romantic with each other especially after the two years that we've had i think we all deserve to have a nice session of crazy amazing love making yeah that sounds I'm good you're here <laughs> yay <laughs> so where do we start <laughs> <laughs> When I think about Valentine's Day, and really what I wanted to focus on in this conversation was intercourse, penetration, penis in vagina sex, the good old making whoopee. Because, you know, I think sex positions are fun and oral pleasuring is fun and genital massage is fun and my holding techniques are great, but there's a lot of people think they're good at intercourse and they they could be a lot better. And since I've been working recently on this series that I call Making Whoopi 3.0, Making Whoopi is like a little euphemism for intercourse. It's 3.0 because if I said 1.0, everyone would be like, oh, I already know how to do it. I'm good. I don't need to know this information. But 3.0 is like extremely advanced intercourse techniques. And I think that gets people's attention 
so I wanted to, to start there. The, the other thing that I want to say about penetration sex, penetration sex is that, and I'm just going to call that making love throughout this conversation, even though okay. making love could be anything and everything in right. this particular case, making love, love making is a penis in a vagina. So let's get, you know, let's just lay that one down. <laughs> and when you make love, I think there are a lot of couples. The, the most common issue is that men feel like they can't last long enough because it feels so good. And on the other end of the spectrum, women feel like they can't quite get there with penetration alone and that they have to either give themselves clitoral stimulation or use a vibrator or have oral beforehand and then let him have his climax from intercourse or what have you. And I really want to clear up the misconception that that concept of how easy it is for him and how hard it is for her to achieve orgasm from intercourse is something that Dr. Lori Mintz did a TED talk on called the orgasm gap, the difference between how easy it is for him and how hard it is for her. 95% of the time he can come and maybe come too fast. He wants to last longer and maybe half the time, or sometimes she might be able to have an orgasm. It's not something she can count on. And for a lot of women, they think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have an orgasm from intercourse. That's just, I just doesn't work for me. And then he's like, okay, well, she's not the kind of person who can have, and then they never try to have it. They never try to do what I call crossing the gasm chasm. They never close the orgasm gap because they just assume that she's not the one who can. And that's completely wrong. It is a myth. And it's a myth promulgated by other sex experts who say penis and vagina sex isn't that important. It's just one of the things you can do. And, um, you know, you really need to focus on the clitoris. And 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 I've, I love all sex experts dearly, but many of them give bad advice when yes. they say that. Because number one, Penetration orgasms are a learned skill. If you don't do them now, all you need to do is learn how to do them. And I teach them all the time to people. As a matter of fact, we won't be able to go into that here because I want to give you some intercourse techniques. But if you're the kind of woman who hasn't yet had an orgasm or your wife or girlfriend or partner hasn't, go to mybetterlover.com website, look up the word penetration orgasms. There's a playlist that goes through exactly what to do to solve it. It's free. Because I want everyone to come because most people are in a heterosexual monogamous relationship. It's a male and a female and they want to have intercourse. And if she's not having good orgasms from intercourse, she's not going to want to do it as much as he wants to do it because he's having a great time. So if I can close that gap, that's what I want to do. So that's like the always, one thing. He's always the one with the headache and he's always the yes. one with the, let me get it. Let me get it. Like it's true. Yeah. You don't want to put in the effort anymore. Yeah, it's very it's very common. It was what almost was the demise of my marriage, the demise of my marriage almost 20 years ago. And we went out and learned how to have orgasm intercourses, realized it's actually easy. Anyone can do it. And that's why we started our company was to teach people how to do it. So I just want to, I want to shatter that myth, number one. And number two, I want to say that the way a woman's anatomy is built. We, we actually have three erectile tissue structures in our vulva. One of them is the clitoral structure with the glands and the shaft and the arms and the legs. And one is the urethral structure, which people call a G-spot, but it's a long sponge. And we have a perineal 
structure, erectile structure underneath our vagina, between our vagina and our rectum. And so our vagina is literally surrounded by what is essentially a penis. If you took a banana and you imagined a banana and you imagined the inside, the fruit of the banana is erectile tissue. That's what your partner's dick looks like. You'd have that same amount as a, as a female bodied person. You have that same amount of erectile tissue wrapped around the vaginal area. But what happens for most couples is they rush sex. He's eager to get in. He's way more turned on than she is. There's not enough foreplay. She's not quite there yet. And then she never gets that swelling of the erectile tissue that increases the surface area to send more signals to her brain of pleasure to help her cross the gasm chasm. So it's is that really- why the toys work? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that why the toys work? Because they help with the with that swellingness and the yes, um, oral pleasure helps, vibrators help, um, all of those kinds of things help. So do something I like to call everted clitoral erections. And everted means from the inside out. And one of the things that really gets a clit swollen and all that erectile tissue swollen in a woman is kissing and breast and nipple play. And even for women whose breasts, a lot of women say, my nipples aren't sensitive. I can't have an orgasm from having my breasts played with. That again, goes back to you can't yet. All it is, is creating the neural connections. My friend, Sherry Winston calls it orgasmic cross-training. You start doing something that gets you turned on, you add in the breasts and nipples, and then the breasts and nipples start to relate that to the pleasure sensation. And then they start to be getting, they get more and more and more sensitive. If I have, if I'm making out and having my nipples played with, I can come and come and come and come and come and come some more. And I learned how to do it. And what's great is that that stimulation makes the pelvic bowl contract and sends tons of blood into all of those erectile systems of her body. So foreplay, everybody knows they should do foreplay, but it's okay. What are some of the best things you can do for foreplay? And one is kissing and breastplay. Even if when you start, it doesn't feel good. It could be that you like more sensation, lighter. Like I'm the kind of person who generally I, I like almost no touch on my nipple. It's all, it's barely a touch that actually feels like more for me than if I were having my nipples really played with or really pressed hard. That's too much for me. So the, the more that you turn on your sensitivity, the less stimulation it actually takes to get you even more aroused. It's, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive in some ways. I'm like that too. Take that note, take the point down. Super, super, super light. Yeah, super, super light. Like, Did that change after you have implants though? Because I was a lot more sensitive prior to having breast implants. Well, you can bring the sensitivity back after implantation by really stimulating the tissue. Essentially, what you have to think about is that you're, you're creating new neural pathways. You're sending signals to the brain of pleasure. And when you associate that, that stimulation with pleasure in other areas of the body, 
Like, for example, you could hold a vibrator on your clitoris while you're making out with Roger and he's playing with your nipples. And then if you're kissing and he's playing with your nipples and you have a vibrator on your clitoris, that will stimulate you to start associating that pleasure with nipple play. It's, it's incredible. I think, I think I'm getting a little too excited over here. But, uh, but it's true. I, I mean, I honestly thought they were dead after that. They're like, not dead. Probably will never feel them. But They're now you're dead. saying otherwise. So yes. guess what? We're practicing this. But I'm like, yeah. I'm like you. I think I like them very, very light, lightly touched. Not kind, of, like, kind of like you're reading Braille. Yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And um, one of the things I like to do is even after I've made love, sometimes at the end, after I've had intercourse, I like to lay back against my partner and have him reach around and play with my nipples while I give myself a few more orgasms with a vibrator after we've had intercourse, after we've had love making sex. So, you know, you've always got this uh, as a woman and a man, in all honesty, men have an unlimited supply of orgasms too. I think men just really haven't yet tapped into how orgasmic they are, where women are more, uh, more aware that, oh, I can have nipple gasms. I can have throat gasms from going down on my lover. I can have, you know, clitoral gasms and G-spot gasms and vaginal or cervical or intercourse orgasms, anal gasms, like women kind of get that there are many places on their body that generate orgasmic pleasure where men are very focused just on the penis, maybe some on the P spot or prostate and blended orgasms. Some men really get off on nipple play. All men could. It's just that some men allow themselves to, because they're worried, Oh, it's gay or whatever. They're limiting. But what, men are is, like, what is it? Just one or two spots for men to have an orgasm. Like, what would they be like, just their penis, obviously. And they're, you know, no, there's there's 20. Um, it just doesn't matter whether you have a male or a female body. Um, there's three different types of orgasms. There's orgasms from touching locations of the body. Okay. There's um, techniques like erotic communicate, you know, erotic hypnosis where you're like orgasming with verbal command or expanded orgasm, which is a, a stroking technique that's a particular technique that takes you into a really long protracted orgasm, like where the moment of climax just stretches out like taffy. Um, And then there's objects of desire. It could be anything. It could be, you know, fetish wear. It could be stiletto heels. It could be a vibrator. It could be a a flogger. You know, there's devices and objects. So men can have ejaculatory, prostate, blended orgasms, which are prostate and ejaculatory. They can have anal orgasms, orgasms from just ass play. They can have urethral orgasms. They can have something called the $1 million point, which is a Taoist practice that presses on the perineum and creates what's called a retrograde ejaculation. They can have orgasms from, you know, hickeys, from kissing, from their throat. They can have the nipple gasms. They can have for men is yeah. that like everything like like well, keeping it everything or just like a ejaculation and orgasm are two separate systems okay. in the body so okay. you can have lots of because one of them is energy orgasms full body orgasms becoming a multi-orgasmic man um those are really important aspects for guys to understand is that just 
you can separate ejaculation from orgasm. So you can have tons of orgasms and decide when you want to ejaculate. And the ejaculatory orgasm doesn't need to be any stronger than all the other kinds of orgasms you can have. It's just that men associate, they've conjoined those in their mind, that that's how it works, but that's not how it works. They just don't, they just haven't learned how to separate so they can have unlimited stamina once they learn that they can orgasm without ejaculating. They can bring that energy that they would have spent out of themselves and they can bring it into themselves and expand it in their body by becoming more sensitive and more orgasmic that way. Like erotic hypnosis, fantasy, fetish, sex toys, sensation play, impact play. Um, as a matter of fact, there's an, another, I always say wild card is one of them because I'm always hearing about new ways that people orgasm like wet dreams. That's another one. It's a dreamgasm, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a, unlimited ways our bodies can can achieve orgasm. Because we've had a few of those. I've had a few of those. You know what? I'll be honest. I'll be honest, like through most of my teenage life, all this, there was a lot of wet dreams. Yeah. And I, we, we always joke that I, that I kind of, I sleep fuck, let's say. Mm-hmm. So I'll be asleep and I'll be doing all kinds of stuff. And you wouldn't remember yeah. the next morning. I don't remember. I'm, I'm asleep. So it's the same kind of I'm thing. I'm wide awake for the whole thing. And he has no clue what he did that night. So I'm like, what do you mean? He doesn't remember. So he does a lot of hands. Sometimes I wake up while I'm doing it. I'm like, all right. You know <laughs> Yeah. How did you get here. <laughs> Good imagination. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So dreamgasms. Yeah. One of the kinds, one of the intercourse techniques that I that I really wanted to talk about, I call heart tongue. And it's a it's for the masculine. <clears throat> it's for the penis owner. Because a lot of guys are dis, they've disconnected their 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 cock from their heart. They're like two separate things. And when a man begins to link his cock and his heart, and when he begins to send love energy through his penis and into his partner, and when he thinks about his penis as a heart tongue rather than as like a a piston appendage, then, you know, a tongue, if if you tell a guy, Okay, well, think about your dick like it's a tongue inside her. How would you lick the roof of her vagina where her G-spot is? How would you lick the sides where the nerves run down her leg? We're thinking differently now. How would you stroke the bottom of the floor of her vagina where that perineal sponge is that's so sensual for her that gets very little pleasuring? How would you enter her vagina, the opening to her vagina, which is called the introidal sphincter? (laughs) How would you penetrate her if your dick was your tongue? It would be totally different. You push your dick right in. And you think about going in and out and in and out. But if your your dick was a heart-connected tongue, you would have an entire, you would spend a lot more time licking the outside of her yoni with your dick. You'd be sliding it around. You'd be tapping it on the top of her clit. You'd be teasing the opening to her vagina. When you slid in, You'd be sending love energy from your heart. You'd be blasting her with like it's a love hose. And and she would 
feel that love energy saturating her insides. So for a lot of guys, it's about making that mental connection and learning how to have that physical connection. Because if you want to become a multi-orgasmic man, a man who can come and come with full body orgasms and choose when he wants to ejaculate rather than not have control over it, Mm -hmm. then you have to connect your heart to your cock. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just this flapping, probing appendage that isn't going to give her the level of pleasure that she deserves. So that was that pretty much answered the question I was going to ask you because one of the one of our, our audience on TikTok I had sent in a message saying we have you on the show today and if you have any questions for Susan to send them out. One of the question was how can men what kind of technique can a man do to prevent from uh, premature ejaculation? Mm-hmm. And I think oh. it was a brilliant answer to it. You know what I mean? Well, I actually have a very specific technique for that. Oh, good. <laughs> one of the programs that we've created that I've been helping men with, I have helped thousands and thousands and thousands of men overcome premature ejaculation. 95% of premature ejaculation is performance anxiety based. It is not physical. Mm-hmm. It is mental. And it is an under it is a lack of understanding of when he's getting too close to his point of no return and he can't control his ejaculation. It's a disconnection of his mind and his heart to his cock. And It is tenseness. Only about 5% of men have glands so sensitive that they struggle. They even struggle with this technique that I teach the me breath. And for them, one of the things that's been working for a lot of guys, and you're going to laugh about this, Nina, but it's Botox. Guys will get a little Botox put on the tip of the penis. And that somehow relaxes the response to the sensation and allows him to last longer. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of guys who are like, I'm not getting a needle in my dick. And I'm like, all right, well, then I guess you won't be satisfying your woman. I'm mean, not know your dick. <laughs> they numb it, so you don't have to worry about it. girl's going to be really surprised when she knows what she's doing when she comes in. <laughs> Can they take care of some of the other wrinkles down there? Like a... <laughs> <laughs> well, those wrinkles you take care of by getting a really good erection. <laughs> so um, the technique that I teach for premature ejaculation is something called the me breath. And it's actually a combination of three things. It's a, a certain way you squeeze the PC muscle while you are doing a certain type of breath. And you have to be careful to do the breath right because you can actually make yourself come too fast. And you rock your pelvis in a very certain way that relax, relaxes the pelvis. Because again, it's performance anxiety. It's stress. It's worrying about coming too fast. It's thinking about what happened before. It's not being able to stay in the moment because you're worried. So you get, you practice the technique during masturbation, and then you can do it during lovemaking. And the upside benefit of it is that the pelvic rocking technique actually feels incredible to her. Most men are are going, they're having intercourse and they their hips are very stiff. And so they're just going kind of in and out and in and out and in and out. This is why older women struggle with the friction of intercourse because it's too much friction for them as they age, where if a man learns this pelvic rock, he's actually rocking his hips in. And as he rocks his hips in, he's pulling his penis back across the top of the G spot, which is feeling really good to her. 
So that's a good technique, but there's a sex position, a sex technique I also recommend that's called thrust in time. I give it away. It's at thrustintime.com. And what it does is it solves both those problems. It slows him down so he doesn't ejaculate too fast. And it helps her achieve the orgasm that she struggles to achieve. And it's based on an ancient Taoist technique that's over 2,000 years old that I brought, I modernized it for the 21st century. But it's based on an, a, a stroke technique. And the stroke technique, very simply, and I'll describe it, you can go to thrustintime.com and download it for specifics and details and positions and all kinds of things. But it's basically a 10 count where you you stroke two different kinds of strokes. There's a shallow stroke that's short, and there's a deep stroke that's long and deep. And you do nine short, shallow strokes to one long, deep stroke, and then eight short, shallow strokes to two long, deep strokes. You'll be counting. And you're counting in your mind as you do this, which is helping you calm yourself down and pull your focus. Now, the ultimate goal is that you don't have to be thinking about things. You, you, the ultimate goal is for you to have so much ejaculatory choice and stamina, unlimited stamina, because you're, you, you learn how to manage this with the me breath that you don't have to do things in your head to calm yourself down because you know how to do it with the me breath. But this is a thing that gets you at least some control while you're learning that technique. And what's great about it is that by the time you get to four or five long, deep strokes, she's going to come. She's going to have an orgasm from penetration without touching her clitoris. There's a way that this particular technique toggles the nervous system. The nervous system doesn't like the same thing over and over. It likes variety. And so by doing the shallow strokes and then the deep strokes in that count, by the time she gets to four or five deep strokes, she's she will have an orgasm. It is one of the very best te- techniques that I give away because I think that it's something that solves those two big issues that, that the masculine and feminine struggle with. And there's another piece of it too that I think is really important. And that is that I have this technique called feline grind. It makes her purr like a kitty cat. Right. And it's essentially where she's on top. I really think it's important for women to learn how to give themselves orgasms using their partner's penis. And so in intercourse, a lot of women are receiving and they have to learn how to be a little more aggressive and take. And the first when you're first starting to be on top and to do cowgirl and to, to be the one doing the strokes rather than the strokes being done to you, you don't, you don't give yourself orgasms necessarily. It is a learned skill. And there's, there are basically a couple of things that you want to think about. And one is that you want to do the slides and the glides on top of him up and down on his penis. And then you want to do grinds. You want to get his penis as deep in you as you can. 
and you want to grind your pelvises together and you want him to really push himself deep inside you. And then you want to squeeze his penis with your vaginal muscles. That squeezing is called pompoir. And just like when he's doing the heart tongue technique and he's doing penis pivots, he's got his penis up on the roof or down on the bottom or on the sides. He's using it like a gunwale, right? He's aiming his penis in different places in her vagina, not just going in and out, but really being very articulate. She's doing that in this feline grind. What she's doing is she's getting him deep inside and then she's squeezing and milking his penis and then sliding and gliding and then grinding and squeezing and then sliding and gliding. When you start to think about all the movement that he's doing and then all the movement that she's doing and That makes a really big difference in the amount of sexual satisfaction that partners have. And this is the one where uh, the other technique I wanted to give you, they kind of all work together. The squatting tiger bouncing lion is that notion of the long and short strokes, the slides and the grinds. But instead of being on your knees on the bed and on top of him, you're on your feet and you're squatting on him. So when you have good strength, when you have good muscular strength, when you're healthy, like you are, Nina, I just hold on to his hand and I squat. That's it. That's all I do. Yeah. You <laughs> squat on top of him. You can hold the bed. You can hold his hands. You can I hold, hold his, his shoulders. Hold you hold his hands. She's not that flexible if she's on her knees. So that's the yes. only way she can do. That's my favorite yes. way. <laughs> exactly. And so for a lot of women, they've never really thought about getting up on their feet and getting on top of their partner's penis in that way. And uh, you naturally are oriented toward doing that because you have a lot of strength. And for women who are like, well, I don't have Nina's quads and glutes. I'll never be able to do it. Yes, you can. You just have to start and you build strength as you go. This is all, the thing about sex is, They're all learned skills. Like everything I've told you, whatever you take away from it, oh, I want to do thrust in time or, oh, I want to do the the heart tongue or whatever it is. You didn't know it before I told you and now you're going to do it. And the third or fourth time you do it, you're going to get good at it because that's what sexual mastery is. It's not that we were born knowing how to make love. Mm. We learn over time. That's the fun of sex is learning these things. It's funny. I say say the first time of you... 10 years of our relationship together, we didn't yeah. know shit. Right. We legit, we, we knew it was a lot. All, it was all foreplay. It was a lot, but all we didn't know foreplay. as much as we knew the you know, past 15 years that we've educated ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've learned these things just by trying new things. But, you know, with all the three techniques, they yeah. seem so, they're, they're very hot. They're just you talking about them, it would make me make you feel thinking like he would have a premature ejaculation <laughs> because they're so... You know, they are. They sound like so appealing, so satisfying. So, But you're saying it's the opposite. Well, the thrust in time will slow you down. So I recommend that if you feel like you're worried about coming too fast. Um, And then learn the me breath. I'll send it to you if you don't have it yet. I think I set you up an account the last time I was on last year with all of the programs. But but if you you can't find it or you want it and it's not in there, just let me know. But... um, that you can get more information about performance anxiety with three stay hard techniques at gethardbook.com. That leads you into 
the techniques that will slow things down mentally for you, help you be in the moment and worried less. And then if you want to learn how to separate ejaculation from orgasm, so you can come and come and come and then ejaculate when you want to, or when Nina begs you to, (laughs) then uh, that's the multi-orgasmic lover for men program. And you can get more information about that at the stallion secret, S-T-A-L-L-I-O-N-S-E-C-R-E-T, stallion secret. There's a video there that explains how it works, which is great. It's crazy. You, out of everyone we've ever interviewed or talked to about um, this kind of stuff, is you, you, you're more knowledgeable. You have so many books. You have so many things about <laughs> everything's doing intimacy and sex. And I just, I think everybody should have you on the show. You should combine them all and create like a Bible. I know. Yeah. Sex Bible. It'd, be, it'd be overwhelming. I mean, even just talking about the hotel room doors instead of the real Bible. well you know another thing that's i think really interesting about love making that i also wanted to talk about was dirty talk okay because a lot of people are very very quiet when they make love and another thing that uh, that people are not very good at is using their hands they you know it's almost like they're focused on genital to genital contact but they're not stroking their lover's hair or kissing or playing with breasts or what have you. They're just focused on the intercourse piece of it. So the dirty talk piece of it, there are really six kinds of dirty talk. When people say to me, oh, I, you know, I'm, I don't really like to talk during sex. I say, well, then start practicing because your partner wants to hear you talk sexy to them. And they want to hear your moans and groans and they want to know they're doing a good job. And when you do it and you ask them to do it, because turnabout's fair play, then they start learning how to do it. And all they are learned skills. So the first one, and and I have a book for that too. It's free. It's Mm dirtytalkbook.com. One of your million books that you have. One of my million books. I like to, I like to meet people where they are. For some people, when they listen to your show, they're going to be like, that head over heels was good. I like Thrust in Time. Oh, I like the Dirty Talk book. I liked the Get Hard book. I like, you know, it's like, I don't know what each person wants, but I know I have what they need. I just have to figure out where they are and meet them there. Because people are at so many different places in their sexual um, maturation. Um, we, we mature, just like you were saying, when you first got married, you know, you were good at foreplay, but not so good at intercourse. And then you got better at it because you got to practice mm-hmm. as we mature the things we want and our desires are constantly evolving. Just like our bodies are constantly evolving. Our sensitivities are increasing and decreasing and what turns us on is different all the time. For sure. We're so. totally different, totally different than we were before. Yeah. Yeah. So the six types of dirty talk are focusing the effect your partner is having on you. What is it that they're doing that's turning you on in the moment? Instead of thinking you have to talk dirty, it's really about bedroom communication. It's about encouragement and appreciation and adoration and worshiping and noticing and 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 just letting people know, reassuring your lover that what they're doing is really great. Also, another thing is saying what you see. If you see your lover and, and you see how beautiful their muscles look or how be- like Nina's back is so sexy and maybe you're in doggy style and you just describe just her gorgeous back and how it turns you on, you know, that 
that could be music to her ears. Mm -hmm. And by you saying it, Roger, you are, you're reinforcing the turn on in your own body. Another one is sharing how you're feeling. I'm feeling so in love with you right now. I mean, it's Valentine's Day. I'm so I'm feeling so in love with you. I love our romance together. I love how intimate and comfortable we are. I'm so relaxed with you. My love for you is growing more deeply all the time. I can't believe I've been with you this many years and I still can't stand it when you're out of my sight. I love being, I love it when you're inside me and we're this close, you know, just having those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's it's not dirty talk, but it's it's bedroom talk, you know, it, and it can be dirty. Another one is telling a sexy story. For a lot of people, they're very auditory in this state of turn on. And they love sexy stories. They don't even care if it's just something you make up as you go. But the dirtier, the better is often really fun because it's just, you're just making shit up. You know, it doesn't have to mean anything. It can just be a dirty dirty story. Maybe you, maybe there was some hot guy Nina saw it, you know, the last place you went together and you tell her how he's going to have sex with her while you're fucking her. Right. I mean, that can be really hot, right. You can get her so turned on telling her what she did and how slutty she was and whatever, you know, you just make it up. Um, Number five is the moaning piece of things, the biofeedback, the nonverbal feedback, I mean, the more that you can make auditory signals to let your partner know that what they're doing is working, the more they can dial in the pleasure for you. So if you're not always making noises to give them feedback, start doing it. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you do it, the more turned on it makes you yourself, not just your partner. So many people are quiet when they make love, when it, it should be very vocally expressed to have more pleasure. And then the last one is a post-coital, after-lovemaking way of deepening your intimacy and sexiness and connection. And it's a technique I call sharing frames. Thinking about frames as a snapshot of a moment during your last time you made love. I really loved it last night when you were fucking me off the edge of the bed and I had my big giant magic wand on my clit and I was coming really hard and you had my, I was wearing my super slutty shoes and you had my feet up in the air and you were kind of moving my legs around while you were fucking me. And I was coming like crazy. There was something about the way you grabbed my ankles and you were just moving me around that turned me on so much. I came so hard. Or it's just an example. I just make sure. Yeah. I think so, everyone should try that for this Valentine's. Every couple <laughs> to this episode should try that that last part right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you try any of this. I'm sure we're going to be responsible for a few children. <laughs> well, you already are, but you can try all of it. I guarantee you, all of it will be fun. <laughs> so, as usual, you're always full of amazing, amazing techniques and ideas. I love this. We're definitely going to try a few of those ones. Good. <laughs> you totally will, too. <laughs> well, what did you say, Roger? I couldn't hear you. So I'll listen back to it a few times. Uh-huh. What's <laughs> sticking in your mind right now that sounds the best to you? What would be one that you would like to try? Um, well, I, I mean, the, the, the pelvic 
pelvic thrusting stuff you were talking about and the, the thrust in time with the counting this is a tongue that kind of oh, thing and right. yeah I mean, heart tongue a lot of times we're when we're at it it's like you said in and out the this and that it's not always about the how fast and how hard you work yeah i guess you know what i mean that's so, right and and even the even the, the dirty talk stuff i always try i shit comes in my head but i don't say it yep <laughs> just it's it's there and i'm like stop practicing and i don't know why i mean i've been with her for 25 years it's not an embarrassing thing it's not in a i don't know it just doesn't come up because God knows I'm Laura's house. So, I mean, he needs time coming up with some stuff, too. And I know she likes it because every once yeah. in a while when I do do it as, I do as in it. a flirting way instead of, yeah. oh, so it's happening. Uh, you know, she, she she loves it. She's like, ooh, say that again. Do that I'm again. a Scorpio, dude. Like, I, I can take whatever you give me. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really like uh, when my male lovers tell me I'm a good girl and I'm so sexy and he's so deep inside me and things like that. I love to hear those kinds of things, especially if he says it in a very low voice. And I also love it when my lovers tell me how beautiful I am, how sexy I am, how beautiful my yoni looks. They give me specifics. I love that. Um, And before we make love almost all the time during foreplay, I ask my partner to tell me what they love about me right now. I need to hear things that they love about me. I need verbal love, worshiping and adoration. Your love language is important to me. What? Your love language seems like it's words, words of affirmation. Like that's what you are. Oh, I like all the love languages. I want them all. I don't, I don't play favorites. I just like everything. <laughs> Love me every six ways from Sunday completely and all the time. <laughs> don't make me choose. <laughs> but I think so much of the time we women really do, appre- we appreciate being adored and found sexually irresistible Absolutely. and we need to hear it. Our men, they need to know they are doing a great job and we respect them for it. It's the difference between estrogen and testosterone. Estrogen is a little bit of a worry ward and it needs reassurance. Testosterone's not worried. Testosterone thinks it's better than it is. Testosterone overestimates its, its skills, but it wants to know it's doing a good job. So those are some tricks as well with Dirty Talk. And that's in the Dirty Talk book too. You don't have to remember it. You can just download it at Dirty Talk book and it it will show you, I give you all kinds of examples of things you can say for all these different scenarios. Because I think people, they like verbatims. They like to, I'll tell you what I would say and then you change it, but at least I got you started, yes. you know? So, okay. It's, it's good to conceptually tell me to tell a sexy story, but Give me some examples. So that's what I do in the book. There you go. I love it. I so love if, it. You know, couples that have been together 10, 15 years, a long, long time, and yeah. now they want to get together this Valentine's Day and they want to yeah. have, you know, good sex. Yeah. Where would you say that they, like, I mean, they're normally just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, gone. So what would you think would be a good starting point? Because this seems very advanced. Like, it seems that you'd have to study a little bit before you actually do it. <laughs> Well, I think one of the things that I think about these particular techniques that I've that I've given you is that you can hear them and go, got it, and go do them. 
I don't like things that are too difficult. I like things that are like, oh, okay. So first I, first I slide and then I grind. Got it. Oh, okay. So I go up on my feet and slide up and down on a scuck. Okay. I can do that. Oh, so I do the 10 count short strokes and long strokes. Okay. I got it. Oh, I make, I'm, I, I give my dick. I imbue my dick with love energy. Uh, All right. I can try that. It doesn't, they're not hard. Um, but what I would do for Valentine's day, the number one thing that I would do is I would create a lover space where I was going to have love making. Mm -hmm. I would, for me personally, I like candlelight, firelight. I like certain sexy ambient down-tempo playlists. I like a a big, big stack of fluffy towels. I like warm organic avocado oil. I like my sex toys all cleaned and on a towel on the bed. I like the fascinator thrown down on the bed and I like tons of pillows so I can relax and sclathe my legs on them. I like a really nice yoni massage to start. But what I would say is that to make a Valentine's Day very special is to do what I, I have this little thing that I call my dope sex date. And that's not smoking pot. <laughs> it's um, it's just getting yourself into a flow state where you're going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Too often, couples get in a rut where they're like, okay, well, I'll squeeze your boob and stick it in. Like that. <laughs> That's how I imagine most people having crappy sex. It's like squeeze your boob and stick it in. And um, instead, how about a sensual massage, an erotic massage, a little makeout, and then maybe three little pumps in and then pull out and do some oral pleasuring. Maybe do some 69, then have sex doggy style, then do it off the edge of the bed, and then do some more oral, go down on her or go down on him. You know, just instead of it being like, here's the progression we always do. First, I go down on her, then I fuck her, then we're done. Instead of that, do something where you're trying a bunch of things for short amounts of time, where you're trying a bunch of sex positions. And uh, another free gift that I have that I think is really cute is um, it's called Seven Stimulating Sex Positions. You could literally just do that. It's my favorite seven sex positions and why I like them and how to do them. And what's good about them is that they give your hands an opportunity to get involved. So it's not just this mouth to genital or genital to genital contact. It's like a full body sex experience in different Mm -hmm. positions. And that's at sevenpositions.com. The number seven positions and Roger's writing these all down. Thank you, Roger. He's putting them in the show notes for you. Try a little bit of everything. Yes. Valentine's day and and see what way you guys want to try differently next time. And then share your frames at the end of the things you liked best. So you can go back and do them again. And no matter how, how good you feel your sex is, it could get repetitive a lot. Like I know what she likes. And if I want to get her there, I do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah. It works, but it could get boring. You know, like you're, I'm sure she's like, she knows when she's going to be done and that's it. It's done. And that's the end of the, the, the session. But there's so many other things that you can just sit there and, and do, which is fun. I mean, shit, who doesn't want their 
genitals played with for hours and hours at a time. Like, I mean, <laughs> while you're doing all this stuff, I mean, it's fun. I do. Yeah, as opposed to I sitting do. on the couch watching TV. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, uh, I think trying either, you know, like you're saying, sevenpositions.com or, or all these little things, trying a little bit here and there and taking what you like from each one of them. And then yep. that's, new, that's your new techniques I think for we're now. All, we're all on the same page. I agree. This, val- this Valentine's going to be a very exciting and sexy. Good. <laughs> I think it is. Roger's going to bring it. Let's try that. Where can everybody find you? Where can they go download all these pages? My main website is personallifemedia.com. It has thousands of articles I've written with thousands of sex techniques. They link to these eBooks. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I post pictures and images and techniques and things there. Um, my video website is at betterlover.com. That's where the penetration orgasm crossing the chasm, the gasm chasm stuff is. That's very helpful. So those are three places to find me. Perfect. We'll have them all in the show notes for everybody. Well, as usual, I love you. And I thank you for, for, you know, great education session. (laughs) I love you too. And I can't wait for you guys to have a really sexy Valentine's. Mm -hmm. I hope when, after you do, just send me a little text and let me know how great it was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it a little snippets too? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I love it. Everybody needs to follow you and learn from you. Amazing. I love thanks, it. Nina. And thanks for being here. And you look spectacular, by the way. I love that. Ooh, thank you. I got dressed up for you. <laughs> I keep looking at your tan skin and I'm looking at my white. Pale. Yeah, she lives in California. I'm a walking tan line right now because we're in Toronto. We haven't been able to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to lay outside in the afternoons and soak up a little sun. It's so nice. I I I I could use some more sun. I'm actually headed down to San Diego to soak up some sun for the next couple of weeks. Should be good. Very good. Lucky you will enjoy every minute. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you both. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. (laughs) You can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we we wish wish you what what we we have. have.